0: Welcome to the Ed Milet Show, the place for winning. Here he is. I am fired up and privileged to spend some time with you here today. You know, the Max Out program, every week I bring you a guest who's maxed out a particular area of your life, and the program has just caught fire. It's uh, it's the number one viewed or listened to program in the world in the lifestyle, personal development peak performance space, and I'm honored about that, and it's, uh, it's something that I just I can't get over even to this day, how many people listen to the program and watch it, but we have been asked an awful lot lately if I'd begin to create even more original content where I talk directly with you about some of the things you'd like to improve in your life, and so that's what we're going to do today. Today's topic's the most important one we could possibly cover. We're going to talk about happiness and fulfillment today. Because I think we can forget often, you know, when we cover all these strategies on the program between fitness and family, spirituality, finances, business, the end game is to be happier. That's what we're all after. And beyond happiness, a level past happiness is fulfillment. And so I want to share some ideas with you today that aren't covered all the time on other programs and that I don't talk about often enough either. And so we're going to talk about getting happier. Would you like to cover that? Would you like some ideas, some concepts, and maybe past that, some fulfillment in our lives and more of it, more abundance of those two areas. And so in my book, in Max Out Your Life, in my recent book, I cover something that is something I'm I'm very dedicated to, which is living with blissful dissatisfaction. And that's a concept that sounds foreign to many people, blissful dissatisfaction. And so I want to talk about what that means because I think that that's the pathway to happiness and fulfillment. See, many people delay their happiness until a particular destination, a particular time. They cheat themselves from happiness now. And there's two types of people that do it. Maybe you can relate to this. And they also confuse happiness and satisfaction. Those are different emotions. And remember this, the quality of our life is made up by the quality of our emotions. And our emotions come from meaning. So it's not the events of our life that define us It's the meaning we attach to those events because meanings give us emotions and emotions literally create a different blood chemistry in our body They literally alter us. So the quality of our life is the quality of our emotions Those emotions come from meanings and those meanings are what we attach to events So the key to a happier life the pathway is not the different events of our lives that happen to us It's the meaning we attach to those events and so do the meaning we give to events serve us or not serve us you need to be to ask yourself that in your life and so I'm after and I want you to be after blissful dissatisfaction because that's the formula for happiness and fulfillment that's where the science and art form of achievement comes together so that you can be happy as you achieve and so what happens is people confuse happiness and satisfaction you can be dissatisfied and still happy in other words seeking more abundance seeking more of something But simultaneously enjoying the journey, enjoying the process. So there's two types of flawed thinking that I see in that realm. First is the achievers. All you achievers listening to it, you think, boy, if I enjoy this right now, I'm going to lose my mojo. I'm going to lose my drive. I'm going to lose my ambition. You know, Part of your recipe, your formula, all your life has kind of been, I always leave a little happiness in reserve so that I stay driven because total happiness means I'm laying on a beach all day long. Right? With no drive and no ambition, because we've all seen people like that. That's not total happiness. I can pro- promise you that people in their life that are laying around golfing seven days a week, laying on a beach every single day, are not as fulfilled as they could be if they were chasing something that they believed in, if they were contributing, if they were making a difference in the world at their maxed out level. And so don't confuse those people for the most happy and fulfilled. They're not. But what happens is achievers think, man, if I enjoy this too much, I'll lose my drive. Completely not true at all. The best analogy that I give in the book about that is if you've ever bitten into a delicious piece of food, if you're a meat eater, a steak, if you're a, a vegan, you know, the best, I don't know, lettuce wrap you've ever had in your life, right? And you, and you bite into that and it's just so delicious. It's blissful, right? Does that bliss cause you to be less desirous of the next bite? Think about that steak, you meat eaters, right? No, it makes you want to have another one, right? So there's actually a correlation that's between blissfulness and drive. In other words, the more blissful you are, the more driven you are. Your brain gets this hit of dopamine and you want more and more of it. What happens though over time if you're an achiever is if you cheat yourself out of enjoyment and celebration during the journey, during your victories, Slowly but surely you get what we call burnout and what burnout is is that you never get a dopamine hit in your brain You never enjoy it and eventually you just go. I don't want to try that hard next time. I don't want to achieve again It's not worth it. I don't get from it. What I thought I would That's the definition of burnout is that we stop enjoying something to the point where we don't want to do the work anymore. So it's a very dangerous recipe for those of you that are achieving to cheat yourself out of enjoying and celebrating. And in fact, you'll eventually burn out on it. So do not do that. You've made a mistake in doing so. In fact, there's a correlation between enjoying it and wanting more of it. I can promise you that the more dopamine you get, the more you enjoy it, the more your brain will chase the next victory, the next level, et cetera, et cetera. So that is a misnomer that somehow enjoyment steals drive. It does not. In fact, it feeds it just like biting into that lettuce wrap or biting into that steak. It will give you more and more of it and you'll seek more of it. The second type of person says, well, I'm delaying my happiness until I get something. I'll be happy when, many of you can relate to this, I'll be happy when I find the perfect relationship. I'll be happy when I get my dream house, when I get my promotion, when I get a certain amount of money, and they delay the happiness level until a destination in the future. The challenge with that, listen to me on this, is you have to bring you with you to that destination. And if you can't be happy now, if you can't find a way to love yourself and be happy now, I can promise you, you will not love yourself at that next destination. I have many, many friends who are at the destinations you think you want to get to in that dream home, at that dream income, with the dream amount of money, the dream car, the dream jet, and they're no more happy than they were prior to having it because they didn't learn the tools of loving themselves now, believing in themselves now. Both of those are flawed thinking. A great life is someone who lives blissfully now and stays in a state of dissatisfaction and drive So I want to talk to you about how to do that. You know, one of the things I think that's important to start out by saying is, is you cannot love yourself if you're not being yourself. You cannot believe in yourself if you're not being yourself. So the first step towards really enjoying happiness now, believing in yourself and loving yourself now, is truly being yourself. What do I mean by that? The first step is being proud of you acting in congruency with your standards with your values and your character and your beliefs the more and more you do that the minute you begin to step away from Yourself by behaving in a way that's not congruent with your faith congruent with your character congruent with your values The more and more you lose a little bit of yourself the more you can't love yourself the more you can't believe in yourself that first step to self-love to Enjoying you and your own company is truly being yourself. The other side of that is By how other people treat you and more importantly how you let other people treat you See you teach people how to treat you in your life and oftentimes we begin to lose ourselves as people treat us less than we're worthy of our coworkers, our spouses our boyfriend or girlfriend our friends strangers we allow we subject ourselves to treatment that is less than who we really are and we begin to lose ourselves in that and therefore lose the love for ourselves and the belief in ourselves. So you teach people how to treat you. You need to begin, especially I would say this to the men, it's true, but ladies, I want you to hear me on this. You have to love yourself first. You have to start with the belief that you are enough, that right now, men you too, but you are enough. See, I think it's harder right now in the world. There are more demands on women than men, but it's difficult for both. And so this message is for both of you, but ladies, I want you to hear me on this. You are enough, you are beautiful, you are special, you are cherished, you are favored. Now, whether or not everybody in the world treats you like that right now or not, you must believe that to begin to demand that treatment from others. It's the first step to being happy. You cannot love yourself if you're not being yourself. You cannot believe in yourself if you're not being yourself. You cannot stand up for yourself. You cannot achieve, you cannot max out, you cannot kick some tail in your life if you are not being yourself that means if you're in a career you don't love you need to begin to seek a career that is more in congruence with who you are if you're doing something every single day whether that's a a behavior you shouldn't be in maybe it's you're drinking too much or an addiction or you're lying or you're gossiping or you're just in a career that is not who you are you need to begin to take those steps to do the things that reflect who you are but ladies in particular all the demands all the pressures I see so many beautiful women in my life that I think feel invisible they walk in a room and no one acknowledges them. They don't look exactly like what a magazine tells them they should look like. Maybe their man has forgotten to tell them how beautiful and loved and cherished they are. And they have begun to teach that man that it's okay to treat them that way, to talk to them a certain way, to be dismissive of them a certain way, to not provide and protect if that's one of the roles a man may have in your life. Men, make sure you go out of your way to treat your lady in a way that's congruent with who you are, with your values. Your strength, your respect, your confidence is exuded in the way you treat the women around you. And women, make sure you demand that treatment from these men. Men, you'll fall more in love with yourself and believe in yourself if you begin to treat these ladies in your life in a way that you know you really should. And ladies, same with you, with your men. And so the first step is to love ourselves, is to begin to act and behave more like ourselves. We can't get there if we don't do that. But I want all the women to hear, you are enough right now. In this moment, you are perfect. Men, listen to me, you are enough. I know there's messages for the men out there where you haven't achieved at the right level or maybe a friend of yours is providing for his family in a way that's more abundant than you, yours is or maybe he's a little bit in better shape than you right and these men feel invisible as well listen brother you are enough you are strong you are special you are favored you were born to do something great with your life ladies you were born to do something great with your life you're a miracle Begin to tell yourself that. Begin to demand other people understand that about you. When you're treated in a way that is not reflective of who you are, let people know that it is not acceptable, right? Treat yourself first in a way that is acceptable. Believe in yourself. Love yourself. Message yourself the right things. Act in accordance with your values, and you're going to begin to see more bliss in your life. Clearly everybody talks all the time about gratitude But if you can be grateful for the smallest possible things in your life just waking up in the morning I spent the morning today at a children's hospital that I spend some time at regularly and I can tell you That you ought to just be grateful that you're healthy if you are Man, I'm telling you you should be grateful for that something baseline like that or that your children are healthy if they are God willing Man, what an abundance of gratitude we can find in just the most simple things in life. And these begin to create bliss and happiness in our life. Now, I said something earlier that you are perfect in this moment. And people confuse this because men and women, you are perfect in this moment. How I know you're perfect? Because you've produced the moment you're in, right? You've produced this moment. You get out of life what you're deeply convinced of. So right now, the hardest thing to accept is the life that you're currently living is the one you think you're worth, It's the one you think you deserve. So you are perfect for the life you have right now. You've produced it. You are getting out of life what you believe you're worth, what you believe you deserve. The way people treat you, the amount of money you have, the way you look, the way you feel is what you think you're worth. That's how it always works. We get out of life what we're deeply convinced of. So the key thing is to begin to become more deeply convinced we're worthy of more, to work on our identities, right? To work on our self-worth, our self-confidence, because it changes us when we do that. So I want you to think about this just for a second if that's true Then what are the keys in changing that because when I tell you this? I want you to hear this very carefully very closely, okay You're going to always get what you're deeply convinced of in your life And so if I'm perfect for this moment because you are you are perfect in this moment Stop being so hard on yourself. Stop beating yourself up. You are perfect in this moment You've produced this moment. You've produced this life now See there's this balance of accepting you loving you believing in you knowing you're perfect in this moment But also being self-aware which says I don't want to continually repeat this moment So although I'm perfect in this one. I don't need any self-loathing or self-hatred or beating myself up I'm perfect as I am. However, I don't want to spend the next 20 years in this same moment in this same reality with the same life and so that will require me to change because I want to change the moment. I want to change my conditions. I'm perfect as I am now. I accept that. I love me because if I don't accept me now, I won't accept me later. However, I'm also self-aware and I don't want this moment forever. I don't want this life forever. I want to improve it. I want it to be better. That's the dissatisfaction part. That's why you must improve. You must grow. So you you can love who you are and still have a desire to grow and change because you want to produce a new moment, a new reality. Because you're at that time you're gonna get what you expect your worth as well What you're deeply convinced of and so the key thing for me is that we love where we love ourselves in this moment But we know to change the moment to change the condition we must change us and that's where growth comes in That's where changing ourselves comes in and that's why uh, personal life strategies and reading books and working on our identity and listening to audios like this and following the right people on Social media not the wrong ones the ones who actually have produced a great life not the ones theorizing because they've got a microphone but the ones who have actually produced a great existence and so having said that let's talk a little bit about how we can change some of those things I want to suggest an emotion to you that's going to be very risky but it's not talked about enough so we on social media and all these self-help books you're always gonna talk about gratitude and love and self-confidence and all of these great values okay and strength and all that and those are all abundant values in life okay There's a secret emotion, though, that's the gateway that can magnify all those other ones, and it's vulnerability. Are you willing to be vulnerable? Vulnerability is one of the most incredible qualities a person can have because, ironically, to be vulnerable, you must have confidence. Vulnerability means you're willing to accept risk. So in a relationship, the only way to have an abundant, loving relationship is to take risk is to be vulnerable, is to give yourself all of it. If you're in a relationship and you're only giving yourself 80% of it, 90% of it, you're holding a little bit back, you're afraid to be taking all those risks, you'll never have the abundant love, the abundant connection you think you wanna have. If in your fitness, you're holding back 10% because if you gave it all you had, it's a lot of risk there, it's a lot of pain, it's a lot of discomfort. You're not willing to be vulnerable and get weaker as you work out. I can tell you you're cheating yourself out of the abundant physical body you could have in your business. If you're in it and you have a team, let's say you believe in your people, but you don't buy into them all together Cause you don't want to get hurt. You don't want to get let down, right? You're not willing to be vulnerable and take a risk of fully buying in fully believing in people. Your avoidance of vulnerability will cheat you out of the best business, the best production, the best wealth in your life. And so it's, it's the reason we avoid vulnerability is risk because guess what? People do let us down. People lie to us. They hurt us. They take from us. They disappoint us. And that's all true. So it takes courage to be vulnerable. And on the other side of that vulnerability is more abundant gratitude, more abundant love, more abundant faith, more abundant health, a more abundant relationship. And so the secret that no one talks about is, will you be vulnerable? Will you go all into the relationship, all into the business, all your heart, all your belief, all your dreams, all in? Knowing you could get let down knowing you could be disappointed but knowing that eventually if you're willing to take those hits if you're willing to take that rejection that you eventually find the business the body the the, the happiness the fulfillment in our lives that we seek if we're not willing to take risk if we're not willing to be vulnerable We cheat ourselves out of the abundance of those emotions. It's something never talked about in personal development lifestyle. I've learned to build the muscle of vulnerability to fully engage with people, to fully give myself to a business, to fully give myself to a topic, to fully give myself to an endeavor, knowing there's risk, knowing I could lose, knowing I could be rejected. But on the other side of that is the greatest of all victories. So I want to challenge you to do that. You know right now there's an area that you want more abundance in and you're holding back 1%. You're holding back 2%. You're holding back 20% because you've been let down before. You've been hurt before. You've had a business setback before. You've had a client let you down. You've had a teammate steal from you. You've had someone in a relationship hurt you. And what happens is then when we find the ultimate business, we sabotage it because we don't think we're worthy of the end result. We sabotage it, we don't give it all we've got. We get to a certain point, we stop doing the work that got us there, right? I remember when my daughter, uh, I was teaching her to ride her bike and she didn't really understand the concept of pedaling. And so, you know, if we had the training wheels and then I would hold the seat, you can picture it, and then finally I got her going. I go, go Bella, and she was. I kind of ran with the bike and then let it go, and so it had momentum, right? And Bella loved it, she was steering the bike, but she wasn't pedaling the pedals. And so it would run, 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 and then it would lose steam, and then she'd fall. And then I'd hold the seat, run, 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 let her go, and she'd go for, oh, yay, and then she'd fall off the bike. I said, Bella, it's not a motorcycle. It doesn't have an engine, honey. You have to keep pedaling to keep the momentum going. If you want to have this great ride, this joyous experience of that ride, remember the first time you finally pedaled the bike? You remember that, right? Wow, woo, what a feeling. It requires you to keep pedaling. If you stop pedaling, the bike loses momentum, it slows us down, then it wobbles, then it shakes, and then it crashes, doesn't it? So people stop pedaling in their relationships. People stop pedaling in their personal development. People stop pedaling in their business. They get their business to a certain point. They crushed it. They pedaled, pedal, pedaled, made phone calls, got clients, busted it busted it, busted it, busted it, it gets going, and they dilute themselves. They're thinking, I can stop pedaling now. No, you always have to pedal. You'll pedal forever. Now, when you get tons of momentum, the pedaling can be slightly different, right? It takes less of a threshold to maintain the pedaling, right? But if you want to go faster, you have to pedal more. In a relationship, it's so great in the beginning, and then someone stops pedaling. And then it gets a little wobbly. Then it loses steam. Then it crashes. In our fitness, It's true in our fitness, we get fit, we're working out, we gotta go we got a great body, we stop eating like we were, we stop crushing the workouts, we stop pedaling, we think we got it and then it wobbles a little, then it loses steam and then it crashes. So the key is to keep pedaling, personal development and your identity. If you don't keep pedaling, listen to me, if you don't keep growing, keep working on your identity Right at some point you will sabotage the great relationship the great business because your results will exceed what you think you're worth and you get out of life what you're deeply convinced of that you're worth and so if you want the life to keep increasing if you want to go to the next moment you're perfect in this moment but you got to pedal harder for the next moment. You have to pedal more for the next moment because what happens is if our results exceed our identity, as I've talked about a million times, we will cool life back down and sabotage to get it back to where we think we're worth. That's true in your body. If you don't keep pedaling on your identity, in your fitness, in your health, in your wellness, and your body starts to get more fit than you believe you're worth, you will gain the weight back. You will lose the muscle mass to get it back about what you think you're worth. In a relationship, it's so good, it's off the ground, it's loving, it's incredible, and then you look back and it's a mess. It's disintegrating. Somebody stopped peddling, and they're getting back out of that relationship what they truly think they're worth. They think it's the other person, but no, you've taught them to treat you this way because you stopped peddling on your own identity. You stopped peddling on your own worth. You stopped, right? In your money, same thing. I see people make money, save, 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 and then they blow it all on one stupid purchase, right? Why do people do that? Because they got more money than they think they're worth. They stop peddling on their identity and they sabotage it. In their business, they get their business going. It's doing so well. They peddled so hard to get there on their identity. Now they got the one they think they're worth. They stop working on themselves. Sometimes they stop working on their business like they should. And guess what? They cool it right back down and it crashes so the key thing in life just like riding that bike is to keep pedaling I'm telling you these are the key things in building blissful dissatisfaction I'm telling you the last thing is this happiness and fulfillment are separate things one of the misnomers out there you'll hear from people is that if you have a bunch of material things you'll be completely fulfilled that's a lie material things do not fulfill you only serving people, only making a difference, only fulfilling your destiny, only using your God-given gifts will fulfill you. So that is a lie that many people in this space tell. There's also another lie, though, that people say, well, material things can't make you happy. You Material things can't make you happy. That's a lie. We all know it's a lie. It's a complete lie. Ladies, anytime you ever bought a beautiful dress, you were happy, weren't you, for those moments? Guys, you got that dream car? You were happy. Ladies, that piece of jewelry or a great meal... Or something you were able to do for a friend made you happy. So it's not true that material things can't make us happy. They just can't make us fulfilled. I want you to have material things. Of course I do. I think it's part of the formula of having having your kids in a good school. Or feeling like you look great. Or having the best of something. It can make you happy short term. It'll never last. But it certainly can make you happy. I don't like people that say don't get those things. But overall, people matter and things don't. In life I want you to have happiness and short-term happiness can be a great meal it can be a ride on a jet it can be a nice car it can be a beautiful home but it won't fulfill you what will fulfill you what will will be you serving other people will be you contributing and also using your God-given gifts towards a cause or a mission and so that's the last part of today that I think helps formula one of the formulas. there's tons of things but I just want to give you a 30 minute message one of the things that makes people feel fulfilled that makes me feel fulfilled is that when I'm using some of the gifts I know I have for the good of other people. And so one of the things I'd ask you to do, because it'll give you more happiness, happiness is to take an inventory of today of some of the things that are your gifts to you. I'll name some of them for you. Is it your nurturing skills, your math skills, your humor, your ability to communicate, your intensity, right? Your passion, your critical thinking, your engineering ability, your artistic ability right um, your ability to write your ability to do code I don't know what those gifts are your strength your toughness your resiliency your faith your compassion these are gifts we all have different ones that we were given and if you could identify what three or four or five of those are, because if I ask most people right now they don't treat themselves very well what's wrong with you what are you not doing well what do you, they could give me a list of a hundred but if I said to them, name me three or four gifts of yours they really struggle they're almost embarrassed to tell you. And so I want you to think right now, what are you gifted at? Maybe it's your physical beauty. Maybe it's your ability to see beauty in others. Maybe it's your ability to listen. Just listen. Just be present with people. Just care. Maybe it's not. Maybe you're an incredible thinker. Maybe you're brilliant. You know, maybe it's your ability to put things together, you know, like a puzzle or a, an engine, or you know what I mean? And in our lives. We're most happy when we identify what some of our gifts are, and then we use them towards fulfillment. Happiness is identifying them. Fulfillment is the usage of them towards our destiny or helping other people. And so the first step to happiness today is identify your giftedness. And if you want a fulfilled life, you'll use those gifts till your last day, chasing your destiny, fulfilling your dreams, and serving other people. That's the formula. It's the formula with your children. One of the things I try to do in my life is not just identify my own gifts, but when I meet people, identify theirs and tell them. It's one of the great gifts you could ever give somebody is just identifying for them one of their natural gifts. And when you say it to them, they kind of know it intuitively to be true. And man, if you could get somebody in your business or your life or your children or your spouse to believe that you know what their gift is and then link it to success in that area— You've got somebody who's a true believer. In other words, in business, if I could meet somebody and I get to know them I under, and I identify their gift, it's their, let's just say it was their intensity and their engineering ability. And I tell them, man, with your ability, you're so intense. And your ability to put things together and engineer, that's why you're gonna win here. That's different than just saying, you're gonna win here. They say, oh my gosh, that is true. I, I am intense. I do have that ability. I know I'm gonna win. Or, I love you. And the reason I love you is and I just love you. I love you because, man, you have such great faith. You're such an amazing listener. You care so deeply about people. And you link your love for them to some of their natural gifts. You now have a deeper connection with them. And so happiness in your own life is identifying your own gifts. Fulfillment is using them towards your mission, your destiny, your dreams, and contributing to other people. And one of the things that will give you daily happiness, daily gratitude— is to identify those gifts in other people, whether it's a server in a restaurant, or your children, or a friend of yours, or just people you randomly meet. If you identify their natural giftedness. Now for me as a person of faith, I want you to know that I think gifts are a gift from God. And so what you're actually identifying them is Christ in them, or God in them. And when you touch that little part of somebody, now you're inspiring them because that's spiritual, that's in spirit, that's a soul connection. Not like, I really like you, you're amazing, but when you say, you know what you have inside you? This, this, and this. I believe those gifts come from God and just for that second you've identified God in them and it's a magic feeling for human beings it's an incredible gift you could give somebody and if you could walk around the rest of your life giving those gifts to other people it's very difficult to feel bad about yourself because at the heart earlier I said you can't love yourself if you're not being yourself and at your core who you are is put here in the world as a person to help other people to give hope and belief and love to other people. That's who you are. And so when you're identifying their gifts, you are literally living congruently and authentically with who you are. So I hope today, I know many of you think, man, I, wanted the, I want Ed to give me this intense, fired up message, and, but I also want to give you tools and strategies to become happier and more fulfilled. And so I'd like you to think through the things we've covered here today. And I hope they serve you. I hope they make a difference for you. I also want to remind you on the program to please subscribe and spread the words, how it moves up and more people around the world. And that's what I want around the world. Get access to it on social media every day. I do something called the max out two minute drill. And what that means, it's really Instagram. When I make a post on Instagram in my main feed for the first two minutes, anybody who just makes any comment, that's why you want your notifications turned on for me on Instagram. Make any comment on my post with hashtag max out. I do a drawing every day. Every single day, we pick somebody out of that group for the first two minutes, and they get a coaching call with me, some of my guests. They get gear in the Max Out store. They get autographed books. It's a really cool thing to keep the community growing. So make sure you're commenting every day and your notifications are on. And then also, if you miss the first two minutes, you just got there late, if you just comment every day on my posts, just really regularly comment every day, at the end of the week, we look at everybody who commented on every post, and we pick a winner from those two. And so I'd encourage you to do that. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to send you a book, some Max Out gear. Maybe have a coaching call with you or get you connected with one of my great guests. So I hope today was valuable for you as it was for me. These were great reminders for me. I want you to create more happiness and more fulfillment in your life. And I want you to live blissfully dissatisfied. I hope today gave you some insights and some tips on how to do that. God bless you and Max Out.